Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Happy Tuesday here on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia back in the house as we recap Monday Night Football. We give our first round grades to players that you may have taken in fantasy football and also take a look ahead to the college football week. And of course, we're off and running on a Tuesday as fantasy sports today starts now. Fantasy sports today. Welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on FNTSY Radio. Sean Blastamaki is always producing this show. Joe and I here, 12 to 2 Eastern, talking fantasy football, baseball, basketball, Florida man, whatever's going on in sports or in the world, we certainly touch on it. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizzapia, 17. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. And you can follow us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Make sure you like and subscribe to this show. And get it sent to you every single day, just like you have been. If you're listening to us, then you know on Tuesdays, we always start off with a recap of the Monday night football game. As Tuesday's usually a day off for most NFL teams, except for the teams that play on Thursday. And yesterday on the show, we talked about how great the Thursday night game was with the Raiders and Chargers. How great the game was between the Vikings and Cowboys. And we made it. We got the trifecta of night primetime games. The best Monday night football game of the year. It was not particularly close. It had you on the edge of your seat. I got more text during that game than any other game, I think, all season long, which means a lot of people were really into that game, Joe, and it really provided a lot of fireworks. It was an exciting finish. Uh, good for fantasy until the end. There's an injury there, which we'll get to. Uh, good for fantasy throughout the game and great for the NFL. Great for reality. I was very entertained. This was like three games in one. I really enjoyed this because the first part of this game, especially the first quarter, the uh, I want to say the, the Seahawks had the ball for three minutes cumulative. Like It was insane. They came out there. They had two three outs. That was it. And San Francisco just dominated and it was 10 nothing, And you're like, wow, this could be a long night. Then Seattle, you know, scratch back in and uh, did score that touchdown there. Um, you had some amazing moments there, too, where DK Metcalf was moving the ball forward and then turned and then got the ball stripped from him right as he was coming to the end zone and had that. Had he maybe had not tried so hard to make the extra move or whatever it is or been able to maintain possession, this game would not have gone to overtime. Um, but it, it was it was fun to watch. It was you saw all the things you wanted to out of the defense of the 49ers. You saw Nick Bosa continue to be an absolute monster. You saw Jadavion Clowney on the other side kind of yeah, get motivated. That was a miracle. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, that guy's so done much. nothing all year. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was it was terrific to watch. And I'll tell you what, Ben, you know, these are two teams that I feel like the Seattle Seahawks defense showed up because they kept hearing all week how great the San Francisco defense was. And I love when that stuff happens. I'm a big fan of those kind of moments. Uh, Puna Ford is my favorite new player in the NFL. He is 5'11", 3'11". So just picture that in your mind. He's basically a circle. Do you understand that, folks? Yeah. He is basically a circle. He is so fun to watch in the middle because he's not a big guy. He's like tall, but he's a big man. And, uh, dude, I'll tell you what. Russell Wilson, I kept saying this. If he goes out there and finds a way to win this football game against this defense on the road, this is another notch in his belt and that MVP resume. And I was impressed. I want to know what you think about this. 
because I found Jimmy Garoppolo to be once again, less than thrilling. Once again, protect the football, Jimmy. I know they sacked him five times. I get that, but I found them to be incredibly predictable. If it's not a slant, Jimmy Garoppolo can't complete it. Is it, is it just me? Or basically if you can drop a linebacker in coverage or bring up a safety, who's good in coverage, why can't you just stop this offense altogether? Because all Jimmy Garoppolo can do is throw slants over the middle. That's it. Uh, how about this? I have the opposite take. I, I'm, okay. not wor- I'm not worried at all about I've been watching it all year. That's all he does. Yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. They do not have uber-talented receivers there. Kittle, I mean, that's a huge loss, Joe. Like, it I, is. I, and Sanders, too. Dog, I, he I got hurt also. I, I'm just saying, like, look, no team, unless you're the Patriots or the, um, the Dolphins of 72, n- nobody's going undefeated. It was a bad spot for San Francisco. Their best offensive player, let me say it again, their best offensive player was not on the field. Correct. They were up ten nothing. It looked like that was. It looked like the game script was playing itself out. And look, a guy missed a field goal. Like I, I just am not concerned at all. I think San Francisco ends up going thirteen and three, fourteen and two. Seattle got them. You tip your cap to to uh, the Seahawks. They made plays when they had to be made. But I gotta say, I just I take this as a coin flip game in the end. Not for the spread. It was very clear. Seattle deserved the cover. That I get. But beyond that, it was a coin flip finish, which a lot of the games in the NFL are. It had excitement. It had drama. And I think the 49ers go back to rolling over teams again. And obviously, Kittle is a monster loss because you're right. Jimmy G is not going to be Wilson. He's not going to be Lamar Jackson. He's no, not he's, gonna he's not going to be Brady. You saw but, all the reasons why the Patriots drafted him. And then I think in that good. game, you saw but all the reasons. But Joe, he's, he's better than... 14 other quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. You can't. He is. Uh, listen. Yes. Okay. He's doing the, 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 the quarterbacks right now in the NFL, considering. Oh, that may change next had. year. Yeah. But, but again, this is the, it, it is a quarterback league without quarterbacks in the NFL. There are the reason why all these teams are terrible is because there aren't quarterbacks on these teams. It, it seems easy when you're looking at Wilson versus Garoppolo in a Monday night game. It's oh, no, obvious. I'm, I'm not, I'm not hot taking that. I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm judging Jimmy on what I've seen all year, not just this game. Uh, this right. is, this is just my feeling is he, you see all the reasons why the Pats drafted him and all the reasons why Belichick was like, eh, you know what? We can, I disagree. I disagree. I, 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 I think you're way too hard on him yet, but I think you're way too hard, man. It seems like, it seems like all they do all year. They, and I, I also think they abandoned the run too soon in that game. They got down a little bit, but they didn't get down a lot. They told in the third quarter, I did not understand why they just did not get back to running the football more. It was very strange because I feel like that's who they are. And you're look, yeah, you take away your pieces. It's very difficult. But all this is all year, all year, even with Kittle healthy, they don't really challenge the ball downfield. And that's maybe not the Shanahan offense. But my biggest problem with with Garoppolo is the turnovers. The turnovers are, are an issue. He's turning the ball over a couple times a game, whether it be fumbles, whether it be picks. And you can go back in the game log. I'm not making this up. I mean, He's he him and Baker Mayfield the top in terms of turnovers this year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big problem. I I know. But look, you don't like I mean, a, a quick exercise in futility. OK, um, you and, and again, we may see things differently, but let's just let's just briefly just run through this just so I can sure. make my point. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I think you've made your point. And I don't I don't disagree with your Do you like Josh Allen more than you like uh, yes. Garoppolo. OK, yes. I think Josh I, Allen is basically Cam Newton now. OK, that's fine. Uh, you, you definitely don't like anyone in the Dolphins and you don't like Darnold. You made that clear. Okay. So I don't like, like Darnold. No, you like Jimmy you, G over those two. So that's two. I like Jimmy G over those whoever's two. on the Broncos. You like Jimmy G better than, and whoever's right. on the Bengals. You like Jimmy G better than, and I this would year, assume yes. When Joe Burrow's and I, and there next year, no, <laughs> that, that you like him more than Mason Rudolph. And I would assume that you yes. like him more than Baker Mayfield. Yes. Hold on. No? I like him. I like, don't like him more than Roethlisberger. Who's really the quarterback. Right. right but let's go with this okay, year. Right. Two that's fine. Thousand, yes, you know, let's right. not go with Tua in five years. Okay. Let's go with this year. So we've already gotten to like six. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's leave out Lamar Jackson. I'll take uh, Baker Mayfield over Garoppolo. Fine. Jacksonville, Tennessee. I would take him over Brissett. You wouldn't. I would. I would not. I, I would take him over Brissett. Uh, I would take him over uh, Winston any day of the week. I mean, I'd take everybody over Winston for sure. Um, You're right. He's around 14. I would, I would take I'm him over Mitch that. Trubisky. I, would, I mean, I could keep going. Like it's, You're and, right. And, and, and again, I think that when you, you put him up against any of the elite guys, it's it's like, wow, this guy is not an elite guy. But in terms of the scope of the NFL, remember, with 12 teams or 14 teams making the playoffs, that's what they are. And well, Joe, you know, all that matters right. is they're going to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a bye and they are ripe for an upset every game that yes. they play. They're going to be, but they, they also could go all the way. They also uh, could get to the Super Bowl. I don't think they can. I don't think they can. I'm not saying you can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo because I think you can. That's how good I think this defense could be. And they did miss Quan Alexander too. Let's not for let's not pretend Joe like Flacco won a Super Bowl, bro. It can it can happen. Oh hey, dude. I mean, let's go back to the Ravens. <laughs> All right, Trent Dilfer. You know what I mean? Like, Trent, yeah, of it, course. Can, it, it can but, happen. But, but think about I, how great that defense was. And I think the 49er defense is that is is not quite that good, but certainly. In, in terms of right now, that good. And and I, I know we're running over here. I, I have bittersweet feelings about this game too because I I had so many Debo Samuel shares and I talked so much about him in the preseason how good he was going to be. And unfortunately, because he wasn't being used and then he had some injuries, I had to cut him in half my leagues that I owned him. And it was great to see him go 8 for 112 last night. He was terrific. I know he had a key drop there that he shouldn't have. But other than that, it was yeah. a really good game. Yeah, he's a good keeper league guy. But for this year, I don't, I don't think much. All right, uh, opening drive is coming up next. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First Play from Scrimmage. The opening drive. The first play of the game. And this is the opening drive on Fantasy Sports Today, coming off a wild Monday night football game. Believe it or not, it's like Craig missed 24 hours of downtime starting now, and then I'll be right back at it tomorrow, preparing for Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday. Oh my gosh, it never ends. Uh, okay, let's get started with uh, first down here, and we start off with baseball. Uh, Jordan Alvarez. Now, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, because the GM and president of the Astros came on my show last year and said he wanted to be called Jordan, but everyone's still calling him Jordan, so okay. Uh, he won the American League Rookie of the Year. Pete Alonso, uh, Joe, wins the National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, unanimous in the American League. Would have been unanimous in the National League, but a writer ended up taking Michael Soroka and conveniently, immediately after the announcement was made, said, here's why I'm the one guy that <laughs> didn't take Pete Alonso." So I would ask you, because I have a different perspective on this from covering baseball, but I would ask you, do you think legitimately uh, the writer believed that Michael Soroka was the rookie of the year or do you feel like this was look at me and why I didn't how do you feel about that well I dug a little deeper on this this morning and I got his quote here and his quote is and this is uh and let's call it I mean he's put his name out there do you want to not say his name oh you you can who was it was it Baggerly 
It was Baggerly of the okay. Athletic. That's yeah. who it was. Okay. So, listen, these are all very highly qualified. I always people. wasn't sure if you were like. Oh no, I no, no, no. I'm, 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 listen, I'm listen. I know all of these people. <laughs> I so sure you do. But, but and again, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll throw it. Look, they, I'll treat them the way they treat me. Some of them treat me nicely. Some of them don't like me. Um, who because couldn't I couldn't like you. That's no, but, not, look, you I know who couldn't like no. me when I when I'm breaking stories on the Giants manager job, and then these guys are are not. You know, and then they they feel I, maybe they feel I shouldn't be doing it. But well, it, it, guess it, what, bro? Do your job better, bro. It sucks to have somebody come in on your turf. I guess that's the bottom line. Well, um, maybe you need to defend your turf better, bro. Work harder, bro. I just like saying, bro. Uh, anyway, here's the quotes here. Uh, while Alonzo was bashing a record-setting number of 53 homers, Soroka was displaying another skill at an elite level. Hi, Mets fans. Please don't hate me for voting Mike Soroka. At, at, this is the name of the, uh, the piece was, Hi, Mets fans. Please don't hate me for voting Mike Soroka over Pete Alonzo for NL Rookie of the Year. He went on to write, um, basically, you know, that uh, he was giving up 6.5% uh, of home runs on fly balls, which led the major leagues. He was citing that uh, Major League average uh, was just 10 per 10.9, and his just 6.5 in terms of home runs, which is like, okay, whatever, home runs, home runs. You know, Verlander gives up home runs, but he's still great. Uh, they were an MLB record 6,000 home runs last year, 6,776. He was also talking about he's 13 and 4, 2.68, and the Braves won the East, which I say, who cares? It's rookie of the year, it's an individual award. That means nothing. That's, that's my problem. I tend to believe because he was so prepared with this that he knew he was making the wrong decision and he knew the attention was going to be, I guess, attention. So he was going to take it. So the fact he was so prepared for this means to me that he really knew Pete Alonso should be the rookie of the year. And he did all of this homework to basically disprove that. And I think that was kind of lame. And Pete Alonso deserved to be unanimous. He's not. Who cares? He's rookie of the year. It doesn't matter. I don't get mad about this. But I get it? mad about people who don't vote for Ken Griffey okay. Jr. for so the you, But game. you're not mad he about it. Be but, unanimous. But, but didn't? But didn't? It's Andrew Baggerly. Didn't he accomplish his mission? We just talked for two minutes about him on the show, right? He did. He did. We yeah. could have not named him like Voldemort and Harry Potter, but I, I wasn't no, sure if you wanted I mean, to. He's a very good writer. I just, it just like you're that's... right. He accomplished his mission, but you know what? The fact that he was so prepared to make the counter argument—that's a little troubling. I agree. Is yeah. is basically to troubling. me that that means he knew it tells you he happen. knew it was wrong. Yeah, like he knew yeah, true, everyone's going to come at me for this, but I'm going to defend myself. But really, at the end of the day, if you have to defend yourself, are you right? Yeah, I don't a, know. Look, it's a fair point. Would, to, to be prepared you're a baseball man. You're a you're a baseball man. You're a baseball man. Pete Alonso. I'm an oil. I would have voted. I would have voted for both guys that won. It wouldn't even been a question. Okay, so same for me. I didn't think it was a question either. And I like Soroka. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big Soroka fan. He's good, but, but he was not the final the dividing thing about, well, the Mets missed the playoffs. What the I mean, hell? Yeah. No, that's insane. Soroka do doesn't even play every day. How about that? How about yeah. the fact that Soroka goes again, out there 30 again, times a year? Mission accomplished, though, Joe. We, here we are spewing about this. You know, I yeah, guess. but we're spewing negative. And you know what? I, I, do you believe that PR is better than no PR? Like negative is better than no PR at all? I don't. I, I think people will forget about this, and, it, and it'll be over. I, I just, I, I think, that, forget I, I, I think it's a what have you, what have you done? Not for me, but what have you done lately, world? And Ugh. all the attention went toward him, and now uh, he got what he wanted. And more, I have like, a more clicks, much, by the way. I guess probably. I, I have a much bigger. My bigger issue is the Hall of Fame voting. Like, who's the more? Oh, okay, that's another day. That that's sits another there. Day. I know, but sits there and goes, "Nope, King Griffey Jr. not a Hall of Famer." Right, like, well, again, again it's a look at me. Pe it's look at me, people. Yeah. All right. Uh, tight end's going to be an interesting scenario coming up this week because cool. the best tight end in fantasy, Austin Hooper may end up missing some time. Boy, that uh, tight end on Seattle looked pretty good last night. I got to say that he's probably going to be, yeah, but probably he's off this week. So 
uh, you'd be preparing for the future. But what do you feel about Hooper? Does Atlanta have anybody in house there? Like Tony Gonzalez? Can he play tight end? <laughs> I bet Tony Gonzalez can come back. Boy, Atlanta, Atlanta, after a great win, may start getting throttled, huh? Losing, uh, losing Freeman look, and him. You know, they'll hang <laughs> my my buddy Scott Bogman on the Black Book show yesterday goes, you know, it, it, I, he's, he's got a conspiracy theory that uh, they let the Saints, they let the Falcons win. <laughs> Saints let the Falcons win just so they can keep Dan Quinn around for another year. Uh, <laughs> so they can keep going yeah. in the division. Yeah, his wish is but, not the command. That is not happening. <laughs> no, it's not for sure. But at the same time, it, it's a huge blow. I mean, you're looking out there at the waiver wire at tight end. I mean, oh, we're back to the week? same Ooh. group of. Well, look, here's the good news. The good Noah news Fant, is maybe? Yeah, Noah Fant. You, yeah. you, 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 you hit the nail on the head. I think you look at Noah Fant and you go, okay, maybe there's a guy on the upswing. Um, I think Tyler, um, uh, Jason Witten, rather, another guy who's probably you know, been dropped. Uh, you can make a case for Kyle Rudolph too, especially with Thielen not yeah, 100%. Yeah, true. So I'm, yeah. it's, it's, it could be worse, but it ain't good. How's that? No. Uh, here's also something that's not good. Don Cherry, wildly popular uh, hockey broadcaster, uh, no longer, uh, fired after remarks about immigrants saying, quote, you people come here and enjoy our milk and honey. At least you could spend a couple bucks and buy a what for our veterans? A poppy? Poppy. You know the poppies? You know, like you wear for the veterans, the little red flowers? They wear the poppies. This was oh, I got always you. a Veterans okay. Day thing. Yeah. Okay. Like the, the like the poppy really matters whether or not you support the troops. You know, <laughs> like that's, gotcha. that's what matters. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like I feel like what happens here is this is, you know, he gets he gets fired. He sits out a year and returns, you know, like, doesn't it feel like like this is what happens? You, you make a you make a stupid comment, you get punished for it, and then inevitably you resurface somewhere else. Right. No. You know what? I, with this lunatic, I feel like they've been waiting to get rid. He's an institution because he's a goofball, right? And he's he stopped being a, a good hockey commentator years ago. All my, I have a lot of Canadian friends, and uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not they, yes, that. That's, yeah. yeah, and and the, you know they've they've told me for years about this guy, okay. and I've watched a lot of his stupid things. And he's he's a character. He's a show. But the show's grown stale, and he's almost gotten himself axed once or twice anyway for some of those oh, stupid things. Okay. Right. So I think this was, they were looking for a shot. He finally went too far. And you know what the most frustrating thing is? The sentiment could have very easily been turned around had he had half a brain and said something like, and you know what? I encourage every uh, first, and, and we have a lot of immigrants who come to this country and children of immigrants who, who serve in our armed forces. And if you're new to this country, I ask you to go out there and buy a poppy today and support our, our troops because they are help protecting your freedom in this new country. He could have said something like that. But when you start saying things like you people, the sentiment can be taken and you could you could kind of get your, your your point across in a better way of communicating. Oh, sure. People yeah. like to sound tough or they like to sound like, you know, you know just my country kind of nonsense. It's not really our country anyway. No country, okay? You know, we're all here. So let's just make the best of it. And there's a lot of immigrants and a lot of sons and daughters of immigrants serving in the armed forces in America and in Canada. And you know what? For people new to this country, maybe they don't, you know, maybe it's 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 nice to say, hey, this is what Veterans Day is here in this country. Here's how you can support it instead of saying something negative. And I think it's always easy to go negative. And look, I guess it wasn't so easy after all because now he's out of a job. Yeah, I think it'll resurface. Uh, okay, uh, Disney Plus starts streaming today. Everyone's talking about this online. I know you're a big fan of the Avengers flicks. Yes. Do you already like have Marvel. your your subscription for this? Will you get a subscription? What will be the outcome for, for Joe? I don't have it thing? yet. Um, I, I will be getting it, though, because they are doing a new show uh, about the continuation of uh, Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier, which are characters from Marvel that my kids are very fond of. And since they're doing a series of that now and not a standalone film, I think I'm probably going to watch that. That's probably going to be very good. I know you're excited about The Mandalorian. Yep, I'm, I'm going to get it tonight, I think. 
Yeah. Is the Mandalorian already uploaded on there, or is it one yes. of these things like, okay. No, it's there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, I, I will probably get it in January when football stops. Like when football slows down, football coverage is over, and the baseball book is out January 1st for Black Book. I'll have time. I think if I get it before then, especially on the holidays, it's just going to be a waste of 20 okay. bucks. Like I'm just never. How much is it? Nine bucks? Like Netflix? Uh, it's $70 a year, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Something okay. Like that. That's math you're asking me to do now. So, okay. Yeah, forget that. All right. Coming up next, it's time to dive back into some fantasy football discussion. Uh, we're more than halfway through the fantasy season. It's time to start giving out grades in the first round of the people you took in the first round of fantasy football. We'll be back after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back. This is FST's Fantasy Sports Today here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe and I here with you. And uh, just a quick programming update for those of you who are following along. Coming up uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, Joe and I will be off that day since the games start the same time as our show. So those of you in a few weeks from now looking for our programming, head on over to Zumo TV as Joe and the great team will be live at the FanDuel Sportsbook on game day of Thanksgiving. And then on Friday, Joe and I will be off as well. So those of you who are streaming the show, listening every day, I uh, just want to give you a heads up on that. But, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizapia 17 If you ever have any fantasy questions, just send them along our way, and we will certainly answer them. All right, uh, first round of fantasy football. Now, look, everybody has a different first round and a view of the first round, Joe. So, I mean, look, there's some names I probably don't have in the first round that should be and some names that I should that shouldn't have been. But this is just kind of like going back in no, terms of average draft position. I, I may have missed a guy here, too, that, that should be in a Connor was someone that I think was taken a lot in the first round, too, that I didn't put in here. But uh, the first round of fantasy football and here and, and what I did is I chose to go through these, Joe, and uh, give out a grade for each player. And again, I am judging the body of work, which includes quarterbacks being hurt, which includes injuries. It, it is the result of the fantasy football season based on the first round of fantasy football. So it's very easy to say, as an example, I believe that if Ben Roethlisberger were playing, I think Connor would have been much better. You know, I don't think he would have been as good as where he was drafted, but I think he would have been much better. If Luck hadn't retired, I think players on the Colts would have been much better. But we are a results playing business and I'm going to play the results. There is really no incomplete for me because you, you, you put your money down on something, you draft something, and then here you are, 10 weeks later, you, you got to look at the results as to what the guys did. So um, running through it here with the top two, Joe, in every fantasy football draft, Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey, for me, were one and two. Some people took McCaffrey one. Most people took Barkley one. I gave Barkley a C- minus for his season. I gave McCaffrey an A+. Plus. Any, any difference of opinion there? Would you give Barkley a better grade, worse grade? Uh, I would not. Oh, well, first of all, I give CMC an A plus as well. He's been everything you could possibly want. I mean, they, anybody who's got a complaint, a about plus, plus. McCaffrey. we would have to yeah. give the highest grade of all time for McCaffrey. Yeah. And it's funny. I, it's almost hard to imagine you having CMC and not having a good team. But 
the team in flex in, in my division that that has in my league, I should say, that has him is a sub 500 team. That's I don't crazy. know. I don't yeah. know how that happens. And it's a friend of yours, a real good friend that you've battled with in the past. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think it's definitely an A plus for him. Saquon, I think C minus is right on. He's had a couple really good games. Uh, especially because in the PPR world, you know, when he catches six balls, eight balls in a game that that changes things significantly. So he hasn't had the giant rushing totals since the first two weeks of the season. He hasn't had more than 72 in a game, but I'm concerned that the injury could knock it that great. Oh, down yeah, I think it's going to oh, for sure or, or even, even, an even worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the end of the season, I think it will be. I don't think and, there's any chance. He plays in your Super Bowl if you get. There. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. It's it's if he doesn't make if you don't have him. Number one, what are the chances that you have him for the fantasy playoffs? And what number two, what are the chances that your fantasy playoff relevant considering how much time he's missed? It's hard yeah. because of the because of the investment. It's a C minus, right? It's a hard C minus with maybe a, a D on the horizon. Could be. All right. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I have number three overall. I gave him a B. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll give him a B plus. Just because he did not have the you know the full off season of, of being there in training camp, and I do think that kind of always seems to put put guys off a little bit in terms of their preparation. And I'll tell you what, you just I've always feel good about the floor, but yeah, B B plus splitting hairs is stupid. Okay, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kamara, I gave a C. I thought he was great the first five weeks. He slowed down, got hurt, but I think overall, when you look at it. Uh, he's right in the middle. He didn't really grade out. He wouldn't. Um, um, he did not grade out as where you drafted him. But again, he if you had him in the first five weeks of the fantasy season, he produced a lot, and he seems to still be catching passes. So uh, I gave him a C. Yeah, this is a tough one too. I feel like this is a hard one to grade because if you if I ask you how many times Alvin Kamara had twenty points uh, this season, how many? What would you say? Two, one. Yeah, yeah, just the one. I mean, that's that's kind of brutal. I mean, that's it's you know, you draft these guys because they're the guys who are supposed to win you weeks. And I feel like Alvin Kamara this year has won you probably two weeks on his own. I right. think two. Well, if you give Barkley a C minus, you can't go lower than the C minus for Kamara. I mean, it's basically the same guy in terms yeah. of playing time and points. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I don't think I would go lower. I think I'll give him the C minus along with Barkley um, because the other issue, too, is he's got somebody there with Latavius Murray where. I almost wonder if they're better off going back to the same kind of thing of, hey, you know, you're Mark Ingram now, Latavius Murray. You're not going to get 75% of Ingram's share. You're going to get 100% of what Ingram had. And maybe that is the best version of Alvin Kamara. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. But there's going to be a massive correction this week because they play the Buccaneers. So look out. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, gave a C plus. Boy, this could have been an F a couple of weeks ago, but at least he's started to come on a little bit, Joe. But there's like five guys that you could have taken ahead of him at wide receiver and done better. Yeah, you could have. I mean, certainly look, this is the difficult thing because you look at it and you go, okay, um, Juju, there were some questions about Julio. He's great, but there's always those weird foot injuries and leg injuries he's dealt with. And then there was Michael Thomas and you had to basically choose Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, who had been so, so consistent week in week out last year, which is incredible game log last year from him. And then there's Hopkins and Hopkins, I think to me was still my number one on the board. I have no regrets about it, but you're right. It's been disappointing of late. It's gotten a bit better. Uh, the, the nine for one Oh six, the 11 for one Oh nine, certainly traveling in the better direction uh, than last week, uh, excuse me, before the buy eight yeah. for 48, but he had the touchdown there. So it's the four touchdowns that are dragging along. If he shows up in the second half, he of could the be an A here, in the end. Yeah. He, he still has a chance, but right if now the body of work tells you 
You right. Know, it, you I mean, know, he, he had three many, weeks, Joe, of like almost. Don't nothing. look at it right now. He's had nine games. Guess how many catches he has? Uh, 60. 68. Yeah. It's not so bad. basically, right. You, you just you've been missing the touchdowns. He went for six weeks without a touchdown. And I think that's what really, really killed the value. Now, if he has six touchdowns here at the end of the year to the four he's already got and he comes out with 10. Well, that's an A minus right there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, shockingly, I gave a B. I mean, I don't know what to say. The guy somehow gets 10 points every week. He's healthy every week. It's not pretty, but uh, he's getting points like every week. Like, I I don't know how it happens, but in comparison to the rest of the first round, he's been fine. (laughs) I I don't know what else there is to say. He's not sexy. He's not fun. He's not winning you anything, but but he shows up. And at the end of the week, you have 10 points. I feel like you have to grade this one on a curve because of the Jets. Is that fair? <laughs> like, because the Jets were better, so bad, the better first or month. worse? I don't know. I think well, he, I think I, he. I think you were more favorable to him because it was such a bad situation for him in the beginning. But in terms of all-purpose yardage, when you look at it, when you look up right now after nine games, Le'Veon Bell has four hundred and forty-nine rushing yards and two hundred and seventy-six receiving yards. So uh, you don't want to double that necessarily. But look, if he comes away with five hundred receiving yards on the year and 900 rushing yards in a 1400 all-purpose season that's pretty that's great we'll take that crazy that that's that you know the problem is again how many touchdowns total three yeah not a a lot but in comparison to the rest of the running backs you really couldn't have grabbed six guys ahead of him and felt good about it even Le'Veon Bell you nailed it he's he is right now he is not going to be the guy he was with the Steelers he's going to be a more boring version but still a steady all-purpose version yeah He's a PPR uh, running back. That's David Johnson, who came in somewhere around six, seven, ten, the wor- one of the worst picks of all in the first Yeah, and not, not even no upside. Looks horrible. I think he's done. Uh, I said yesterday on the show. I'm telling you, I didn't. I, you know, obviously, you don't hear what the coaches say. I thought Kingsbury went to the offensive coordinator after he fumbled and said, "Don't put him in again." That's what it looked like. And he didn't play it down. He didn't play it down after that. So, uh, well, that's very, very sad. Like Gurley, very sad ending to a brief stardom type career next year uh, where does he have to fall for you to take him zero off the board off the board he, he'd wow. have to be on another team another team well i think he's going to be on another team next year let's say he's on another team let's say he's fighting for a starting job back is good don't like unquote. it uh-uh don't like it Mm-mm. eighth round he's like a girly for me no, okay. oh yeah no there's always a spot for that's what guy. i mean there's always a spot craig there's yeah, always a price it would be, like it the million dollar man far. of fantasy there's always very a price far. yeah very okay far. Uh, Devonte Adams C minus encouraged last week. Overall, the last month has been a complete disaster. He hasn't played. He hasn't done anything. That's I yeah. But if he has a good playoff run here, I think this ends up being a B plus. Could be. Could be right now C minus. But I, I feel like, and I, I I've been saying this. I feel like I'm yelling into into space here. But I just don't think the Packers are the same. Lafleur has changed what they do, and it's probably for the best because at the end of the day, they're getting W's, and it's more about Aaron Jones, and it's more about running the football. It's more about Aaron Rodgers making throws when he needs to instead of pressing, and it's getting W. So who can argue with it? Joe Mixon gets a D, one good game all year last last week, pretty much, right? If they turn around and he no, has right more now, games like this, grade. right now is a D. Okay, that's what I, I want I'm to trying to think yeah. of where he can save himself to. He might be able to salvage a C plus with a strong finish in PPR because if he's going to get a lot of looks now and realize Bernard's out too, there's nobody else there. It's just right. him. So. I think he could salvage a C plus rest of the year. Joe Mixon or Todd Gurley. We're going to get to that later on the show. That's okay. a little tease for you. you uh, Julio Jones, I thought, looked like he was having a horrible season. But then I looked at it and he's actually doing fine. I gave him a B. Oh, he's I great. Mean, no, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's not an Julio's- A, but he's certainly right. He's having a good season. Uh, Odell Beckham F. Anything else to add? No, I would go B plus for Julio Jones. And okay. 
I'll go D minus for Odell. I'm not ready to <laughs> fail him yet. <laughs> All right. You can I don't want to failure. David Johnson's a oh, failure. Odell Beckham's a failure, man. I mean, it's been so bad. I guess he's how many catches to- does he have on the air? Fifty. He oh. has. Hold on here. Odell Beckham Jr. So let's you say 50, 44. Okay. So oh, even more. Wow. It's 44 yeah. for 632 horrible. yards. That's where he's at. Right that now. is horrible. That and is how horrible. many touchdowns? Uno. Uno oh, touchdowns. Yeah, no, it's, it's an F for me. And it's Michael, Tom, and Michael Thomas on the end will put A plus. That's it. No, a, oh, a plus. A plus with a bullet. <laughs> Can you give him A plus plus? The fact that he had 20 points, 20 plus points in a game where his offense scored nine, yep. he basically had double plus. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half times his team's total. That's nah, he's, unbelievable. He's fantastic. And they, and usually they have another guy. They've always had another guy. They've had Cooks. They've had Colston. They've had, uh, you know, always the secondary type guy that has been a big part of their Joe Horn. Nobody can know. stop him. No, he's just, he's the best receiver playing right now in the NFL. All right, we'll take a quick time out. It's time for a little Florida man coming up next. Don't go away. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And now it's time on Fantasy Sports Today to see what's going on in the Sunshine State with Florida Man. And welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. It is a Tuesday, and you know what that means. It means it's time to fire up a few Florida man stories, things that happen in the state of Florida. I actually forgot to send you a, send you a video. I got video of uh, of right before our Little League game, all the iguanas running all over the place. I got to send that to you. No, I, come on. How do you not send me the iguanas? I did it for you, and I never sent it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want to see the it. iguanas, the running of the iguanas, which is, do you guys like dress up in all white and have like the red sashes and they there chase it is. you? There it is, yeah. Okay. The yeah. no, huge iguanas, by the way, running around too. But anyway, That's freaky dude. All right, so uh, let's get started here. We got four stories to provide to you for Florida Man on the segment today. We do this every Tuesday, by the way. Uh, okay, this is in West Palm Beach, about forty-five minutes an hour for me. Authorities have identified a man they say that was hunting hogs when he was attacked by an alligator. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission on Sunday said forty-six-year-old James Boyce of Palm Beach suffered a substantial bite to his leg while hunting wildlife management area on Saturday. Uh, They said that the alligator was reported to be about only 10 feet long. Wow. Palm Beach Post reports the office. Another man pulled him to safety in a swamp buggy. Uh, But the bottom line is he was uh, somehow, and I've never heard of this, about hunting for hogs in Florida. This is a new one for me, and then got bit by an alligator, Joe. So uh, word to the wise, watch out again for these gators. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I got to process. There's a lot to process here. And I never look at these ahead of time because I always want the, the genuine I reaction. Okay. I, I want I want everyone to feel my genuine confusion, uh, bewilderment, all of these things all at once. So first off, hog hunting. This is a thing. I mean, I've heard of boar hunting, but I didn't know Florida had boars necessarily running around or they were like in the wild. I guess so. 
or did he lose one of his hogs and he was trying to hunt it down? No, he was hunting for hogs in Florida. I've never heard of this before. So, and where in Florida can you hunt for hogs? This is in Palm uh, Beach Gardens. I guess so. I guess so. Where the hell is that? West Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, that's not okay. far from me. <laughs> of course, nothing. Nothing is far from you. Which really, again, you need. I hope you have a good life insurance program. That's all I hope. I hope you have a really nice policy because Florida is a very dangerous place for you and for everybody. You should really think about <laughs> never move no, I'm never. No, never. I'm going to come visit, but I'm never going to move there. Um, OK, so he was hunting hogs. And now I guess my other question is 10 feet long. You seemed kind of perplexed by the size is 10 feet. I was long. kidding around. That is a big gator. OK, <laughs> OK, you were joking. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. You've yeah, ruined me for Florida yeah, now. 10 feet, so 10 I don't know, foot like, is, a, is a good size. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, eh, pff, whatever. 10 foot alligator. Not because 10. Foot I mean, sounds think, like a I big mean alligator think about to me. it, Joe. I mean, neither of us are six feet. So, I mean, this is a right. 10 footer. Yeah, I know. Well, I also don't have a tail. I don't know. I can't speak for you. Oh, yeah, fair. Okay, no, I, but, I, I had mine gone in uh, 2008. Of, 2008 nice. I had it removed. Yeah, that's nice. Did you? All right. It? Next story. Next story, please. Uh, South Daytona man uh, already on probation violated his probation by burglarizing the probation office, Joe. So South Daytona, not close to me. You'll feel good about that. About three hours away. But I suppose that if you're on probation, Joe, the worst thing you could possibly do is violate the actual probation office. But this guy decided that this was uh, something that he wanted to do this past week. He caused more than a thousand dollars worth of damage, it says here. And uh, I'm just trying to think, what do you steal from probation office? That's like there's not a lot of cash floating around there. We steal like a coffee mug, like a coffee maker. What What do you think is in that office that has any Paperwork? value or basically? Oh, okay. All right. I guess what that he thought I'm going to break in, steal my paperwork. And then somehow there won't be like computers don't exist. They won't have a backup about me. Like that doesn't exist. I don't, uh, Sounds I don't right, understand that. I, I don't know, man. This is, uh, this is a failure in our education system. That's what this is for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know how I'm going to get out of probation by stealing the file. They'll never know I exist. This is, um, this is low end criminal stuff. Very, very low end here. It's and, Florida. And he seems like a very um, unhappy fellow from the picture, too. Yeah. He seems like he just lost uh, Austin Hooper for the year on the fantasy <laughs> team. Like, that's what he kind of, he's got like, man, he's he like, kind of looks like Hooper. That. I'm done. Yeah. Man, but Hooper All right. a touchdown last week. <laughs> okay. Uh, next Florida man story. A Florida man accused of stealing over $1,000 worth of merchandise from Walmart was arrested Thursday in Sarasota County. I used to live in Sarasota County years ago. Of course you did. <laughs> uh, Cody Pierce wasn't happy about his mugshot being posted on the DeSoto County Facebook page after police named him a suspect in a theft. So he took to social media in hopes to get the picture removed. He says, um, first of all, I have money and it's all legit and accounted for. I do not need to steal. And I have a lawyer just for situations like this. Pierce said in a message to local police, especially since. Uh, everything me and my father have done for this area. Now I'd appreciate you removing my picture, nor was I part of any connection. Uh, he had his lawyer was hungry for a case of slander and defamation of character. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office responded to him on Facebook by telling Pierce they would happily remove his current mugshot and replace it with his booking photo if he swung by the office. Cody, thanks for your response. Our agency is glad you understand that we're looking for you. If you'd like to come on into the sheriff's office, we'd be glad to remove your current photo and replace it with your, in caps, booking photo from the police. Uh, sheriff's office posted an update Wednesday announcing that Pierce was arrested after taking up up on their offer. <laughs> Florida man, right there, Joe. This, this might be 
I don't understand what makes people want to tattoo their heads and faces. I can almost get the neck. I'm like, all right, whatever, the neck thing, fine. But once you go above the ears, I don't get it at all. Uh, but this is terrific. And he actually went in there and was like, yep, I'm going to go downtown to the Belize and take care of that thing because I don't like it. And then there's the, uh, there's the other photo. Now the question is, uh, which photo do you like better? I actually think the original photo is a more flattering photo of him. The yeah, beard like, looks tight in that photo. I, I do. I like the second one. You like this? The second one's the beard or the second one's without the beard here? Well, Maybe you know, I'm confusing I, them. I kind of like the beard one. Yeah, which I assume is the original. I'm I'm reading it left to right because the right one looks like he's wearing orange <laughs> or something. <laughs> like like he's, he's been booked already. You know, he's kind of like got this smug look on his face like, yeah, I... Uh, I uh, I made a stupid decision here. Yep, that was pretty dumb. But uh, good job by the uh, good job by them. All right, I, I finally dug deep here for this one for you. This took me about two minutes as opposed to taking no minutes. Uh, I got a Florida woman story here for you, Joe. It took all year long, but we finally came finally. up with one here. Equal opportunity, fun. That's what I want. Yes, a uh, Florida woman accused of setting fire to her boyfriend's home after catching him <laughs> with another woman. Uh, a woman in Pensacola, again, nowhere near to me. This is like living in another country, by the way, arrested Thursday and charged with first degree arson. Pensacola News reported she was being held in the Scambia County Jail in lieu of twenty five thousand dollars bond, according to arrest report of the Florida Bureau of Fire, Arson and Explosive Investigations. A fire was reported at an unoccupied residence around 9 a.m. November 7th. Moore was standing in the driveway of the home when the firefighters arrived. Ooh, uh, so that was very like Angela Bassett style. Like she's just out there just setting things on fire and she knows it. She burned it down. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, this is a woman scorned, I would imagine, by the boyfriend. I'm, I'm just guessing. And uh, she certainly looks like she is unhappy in this photo. She is not having a good day and she wanted credit for burning it down. And that you know what? I give her credit for standing out there in front and being like, yep, I did this. This is me. I set this joint on fire. It's all me. You remember when uh, the girl from TLC, when Left Eye Lopez yes, burned down yes, Andre Risen's do. house? I do. Now, that is a little later. bit. Yeah, that is a little bit more upsetting because that was a mansion and a beautiful house. I don't know what this house is, but I guess, you know, everyone's home is their home. But um, have you ever made a woman so mad that she wanted to burn your house down? No, I have not. No, I, yeah, I, have I don't not think I have either. No, you know, I don't think I have. But it's nice that we can, uh, you know. Also, get a little equal opportunity here because I know there's some crazy women, not just the yeah, men. Yeah, we threw that in there. In Florida. We did. I know at the top of the show, too, you were because uh, we were, you know, going on the Seahawks and all the other stuff because I don't I think we're out of Florida men stuff. But uh, Tyler Lockett was hospitalized after that game. I think that was the illusion at the top of the hour mm-hmm. you were given about uh, the injury. So what's the latest on on that? Because that is a. That was a huge injury here for uh, for Tyler Lockett and and fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading the same thing that you are today. So I'm guessing that, um, you know, on full time fantasy coming up in about an hour from now, they'll have more of uh, an update there, Joe. But yeah, pretty uh, severe situation. It look like he's going to play this. Well, he actually they're on a bye, So, I mean, he could come back hypothetically in two weeks. We just don't know. Yeah. Now, how how much is that looming now with the Josh Gordon acquisition? Who? Oh, I am not. You know what? I need a wide receiver. One of my leagues, I got pretty much knocked out last week. Uh-huh. Uh, had 125 points. I mean, you start Brian Hill and you start um, Lamar Jackson and you lose. You know that this is not your year. I mean, that's, that's basically it. I mean, that's that's what frustrates frustrates me about this. And now I'm four and six, and I and I just I mean seven and six. I don't think gets me in. Uh, but in the other league that I'm playing in the Phillies league. 
we are great. We're in really good shape. I think we have the best team in the league overall. We won the Marlins League last year. I think we have a shot to win this, but we we could use some depth at wide receiver uh, because uh, our wide receivers are not great. Let me take a look here just to be sure. I know we have Allen Robinson. That's like the second uh, guy that we're playing. He's been so steady, man. He's been so good. Uh, and we also and, have uh, Diggs. Okay, so those are the two guys, but no one on the bench. We do not have a single wide receiver. Nope, we do not on the bench. So we're going to need to, and this is something that we were talking about last night, that we're going to need to either make a trade or pick up a wide receiver for depth. But I don't think I'm in on Gordon, man. Like, I think of David Moore. Gordon think played 28. I'm doing it. Well, look, he played 20 of the 74 snaps. The two balls that he caught were both big third down catches. So that's the only... You know, if you think, okay, well, there's a little bit of confidence there. I mean, you can't ask a lot of a guy at first, you know, week into an offense. I'm just not in on him, man. I'm not. I, I don't blame you, but what are the other options? I guess that's that's David Moore. I like David Moore. No, Did but he, I mean, you have to have a all? guy from Seattle. Is there anybody else on the waiver wire? Or yeah, we're looking. Well, uh, I mean, I the, assume the guy who has, not out the there. guy who has Cook, <laughs> the guy who has Cook, is constantly offering us players from Madison. So I think we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger this week. Um, well, I don't know about Cook being cleared anytime soon either. That does not sound like a good situation. So make you sure mean? you do your homework there. He's been out. Cook, Dalvin you know, Brandon Cook? Cooks. Oh, Dalvin Cook. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you guys. Yeah, no, Madison, Brandon Dalvin Cooks, Cook. Yeah, the guy wants to back up. Ah, with Madison for the my playoffs. Apologies. I thought you yeah, said Cooks. and sorry. I think at this point he's got to buy. So, um, he offered Crowder. We turned it down. But we're going to take I, that in a second right now, if I were you. Yeah, but you know who we want more? We I looked at it. John Brown. John Brown is super consistent, man. Is He's it a full point PPR? Yeah, I would yeah. take Crowder. No way. Look at look at Brown's. Numbers. I've looked. I looked. They did it all yesterday. I, I you, you can't compare Crowder's game than- log to to Brown's because Crowder just got when Crowder's with Darnold is what you have to look at. And the target volume there has been enormous. I, I'm not saying Brown's bad. I'm saying is either one. I would do that deal. So you can ask for Brown, but if you don't get Brown, we're I think Crowder's going to go. Yeah, I think we're going to ask for Brown. And and he wouldn't play for us, but he would be like ready to go just in case we would need him. I, and I well, think that that's the plan. The search for the belt is alive because I am now nine and one. I wow. think I'm basically in flex now locking up. And I played the best team in, the, in my opinion. The best team in the league is Jen Ryan's from football diehards. Her team is absolutely loaded with talent and, uh, she had Lockett too, so the fact that uh, wow, that's a big unable, loss. Too. So that was a, that was a that was a big loss there for her. But she's got Amari Cooper. She's got Lockett. She got she has an absolutely tremendous team here. So the only loss I have is to Elliot Christ from TQE, and that was by one actually less than a point. It was less than a point, and it came down to at the end there. It was a Patriots defense that night. We were going head to head, and he had James White and I had the Patriots defense, and he just eked out a victory there with the one point and. Uh, so otherwise, it would be undefeated, but I'm afraid because I don't want to be one of these teams that has a great regular season record, then you're out of the playoffs. I don't want to be that guy. Nobody so does, Joe. Nobody, Nobody does. does. All right. Uh, we got to take a quick timeout. We got the best of the first hour coming up next. Then hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. I gave Barkley a C- for his season. I gave McCaffrey an A+. Any any difference of opinion there? Would you give Barkley a better grade, worse grade? Uh, I would not. Oh, well, first of all, I'd give CMC an A-plus as well. He's been everything you could possibly want. I mean, the, anybody who's got a complaint a about plus Christian plus. McCaffrey. We would have to yeah. give the highest grade of all time for McCaffrey. Yeah, and it's funny. I It's almost hard to imagine you having CMC and not having a good team, but uh, the team in flex in, in my division, that, that ha- in my league, I should say, that has him, is a sub 500 team. That's I don't crazy. know. I don't yeah. know how that happens. And it's a friend of yours, a real good friend that you've battled with in the past. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think it's definitely an A plus for him. Saquon, I think C minus is right on. He's had a couple really good games, especially because in the PPR world, you know, when he catches six balls, eight balls in a game, that that changes things significantly. So he hasn't had the giant rushing totals since the first two weeks of the season. He hasn't had more than 72 in a game. But I'm concerned that the injury could knock it that great. Oh, down yeah, I think it's going to oh, for or, sure or even, even, an even worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the end of the season, I think it will be. I don't think and, there's any chance he plays in your Super Bowl if you get. There. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. It's it's if he doesn't make if you don't have him. Number one, what are the chances that you have him for the fantasy playoffs? And what number two, what are the chances that your fantasy playoff relevant considering how much time he's missed? It's hard yeah. because of the because of the investment. It's a C minus right now. It's a hard C minus with maybe a, a D on the horizon. And we'll be right back with more fantasy sports today. Hour number two, if you're listening live or if you're listening on demand, this is FNTSY Radio, Craig Mish, Fantasy Sports Today.